this Crayon 301 DFS Picks episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details right now at CircaSports.com. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb I really do have to extend a gigantic thank you once again to Iconoclast for giving us the theme music to this show. I, You know, it goes underrated sometimes picking a fantastic music because we have listened to this song well over 200 times and I'm still not tired of it. So good job, Mark and the boys over there at Iconoclast. Find them on Spotify iconoclast their uh, their music is fantastic their whole entire library is fantastic and again for hearing this thing 200 times i still want to hear more of it because it is a nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez pumped up by i run by iconoclast man episode 219 rod that is a lot of episodes can't believe they've kept us around this long but uh like you said not tired of hearing that music so that's uh that's a good thing because it's uh yeah it, I love it every time gets me pumped up gets me in the mood I don't think we need to change it anytime soon so uh, shout out to those guys and uh, thanks for letting us let's, let us use your tunes we have tried 218 times for them to pull us off we have given them 218 <laughs> reasons for them to stop letting us do this show uh, but it's like I told Kramer I said this show will go on whether or not it's on the SGPN <laughs> I'm very glad that you're keeping it on the SGPN because I'd much rather be doing it for you guys so. Uh, you know, and I did too. Remember that meeting? I said, you did, you did say that. So, uh, yeah, the rods, rods, rods got some balls for sure. I said, this show's going to exist. It's going to be on your network or it's not. So, uh, we absolutely love the SGPN for bringing us on week after week, after week, day after day, after day to talk NASCAR with you. This of course is the crayon 301 DFS edition. We're going to be talking about your DFS lineups for the New Hampshire motor speedway 301 laps right we already established or not laps but miles uh around this laps this, as well it is laps that's right because it's a mile because <laughs> it's a mile track yeah exactly duh hey rod <laughs> do some track history while you will you uh no of course it is 301 uh that means that's how many laps there are to lead in this and of course we talked about it earlier uh there are going to be guys that probably jump out and lead quite a few of these laps so we're going to be careful uh, and try to pick you somebody that does and then as we always do we'll try to fill out the rest of your dfs lineup for uh, this slate and and win you some money in more ways than just gambling. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's 301 laps. So, you know, the last couple of weeks, it's kind of been built for place differential. 
you're not looking so much at laps led, right, with the super speedway because it changes hands so much with the street course in Chicago. Now we're back to the quote-unquote normal races. Short tracks, we know the package hasn't been great, right? Track position is the most key thing. Getting out front, once you're out front, it's easier to stay out front. So likely you're going to have one, maybe two drivers that lead a bulk of these laps. You're going to need to get that guy or both of those guys, um, and that's going to be very key in building your lineup this week um, as we go to New Hampshire here. It will, and uh, like we said, and go back and listen to the betting episode. We always tell you that it goes hand-in-hand with DFS because you can build your lineups based on some of the guys that we're betting on and really, again, truly get this uh, this big picture of the race. Obviously, we'll kind of go over the race here and, and what we're in store for, but obviously, if you want more in-depth, go back to the betting episode, and uh, you'll have some fun getting to know some drivers as well. A couple of repeats on this, but... You know, if this is the only episode you listen to, uh, we definitely try to cover you as well. Uh, Cody, is there anything happened between yesterday or or the last couple of days and today that, uh, that that sort of make the radar for us news wise? Boy, I was not prepared for that question, but uh, no, That's I don't right. think there is. I don't. There, there I don't think it. we've had anything uh, anything else. The SRX race going on right now as we're recording, so we don't uh, we don't have news on on how those bets have done, but. Uh, we will know for Friday's show, of course. So uh, hopefully, hopefully our guys uh, Ryan Newman and Kevin Harvick pulling through for us over there. Um, I did see Bob had shared that that Michael McDowell locked up sponsorship through the rest of of the season. So good to see for a team like that. Have a lot of times those teams, you know, heading later into the season, they're kind of filling in sponsorships as races get closer. But for them to have it done um, early, uh, that's that's always a cool thing. The SRX deal. Uh, we could talk about that, I suppose. We're supposed to go to Thunder Valley, I think it was, next week. There's massive flooding in that area, so they're going to return to Stafford where they're at this weekend, which, uh, you know, it's not going to be all the same drivers. There's going to be some different drivers, but the guys that are going to be regulars or guys that are going to be returning, we could maybe learn a few things from what they do tonight to, uh, to handicap for next week's race. And uh, maybe, just maybe the books will come out earlier. This week, they did end up having head-to-heads after we recorded our Cup Series show. With that being early in the week on Thursday, it makes it tougher. But uh, I did share some head-to-head plays in the Discord, so obviously make sure you're over there if you want those. But uh, maybe we'll have that Maybe we'll have that for us next week. Um, but otherwise, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty slow as far as uh, the news goes for the week. Yeah, it's all quiet on the Western front. And it's funny because I know I threw you that softball, but I knew there was nothing to talk about. So it was kind of like, did you hear anything? Because I didn't hear anything. But uh, I will say, though, that uh, with this SRX thing, I mean, we're slowly turning into like the motorsports gambling podcast. Not that we're ever going to, you know, but and listen to those of you in the discord that are jumping all over this. This is why we do this. Like we're giving you guys a whole different area to, to fall in love with and I mean, get passionate about, right? That That's why we're I here. Mean, how great is this week, Rod? We've got to talk Cup Series. We've got to talk Xfinity Series. We've got to talk XR, SRX. We've got to talk F1. We've got to talk IndyCar. Like, we've hit most. I mean, the only thing we didn't get to talk was trucks because they're off this week, but we'll be back on those next week. And like, and shoot, we got, we got a full week next week, Rod. All three NASCAR series are in action. IndyCar has a doubleheader at Iowa um, on an oval track even. F1 is back. SRX is back. Oh, yeah. Next week is going to be a lot of fun. I'm pumped already. I won't look too far ahead because we still have this weekend, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's, man, this is this is the best time of year to be a racing fan. We are in the heart of it. 
If you're a dirt track fan, Eldora's got the million dollar sprint race. The first time a sprint race has ever paid a million dollars to win. That's going on this evening as well. Like it is a great time to be a racing fan. And they're continuing to give us more and more options. We got IndyCar bets early in the week this weekend. Like it's they're giving us more options, giving us more to talk about. I absolutely love it. I do too. And I also want to talk about something. Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Millions and Circa Survivors. $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. For the Circa Millions, you get five NFL picks against the spread each week to try to win your millions. And then, of course, with Circa Survivors, just like any other survivor, pick a different money line winner each week and hope you advance. Best part about this, enter from Vegas and play from absolutely anywhere you want. Your couch, whatever state you're in, you can go out. If you've got, as long as you've got uh, internet, you can play this as well. Sports Gambling Podcast, the Sean and Ryan version, are going to be out in August holding it down for you. So if you want to go meet them out there, go do that. They're a lot of good they're good people, good hang. So go meet Sean and Ryan. You want all the details, go to circusports.com right now. That's circusports.com. All right, so as the name of this episode implies, it is, of course, the Crayon 301 as I was reminded, this is still a mile track. That means that 301 laps equals 301 miles uh, in this flat Nashua. Oh, I keep saying Nashua. I knew somebody in Nashua. That's why Nashua, New Hampshire just comes and flows off the tip of my tongue now. I can never think of any other city, but Loudoun, New Hampshire is where this track is. Uh, and again, we talked a lot about it too as far as uh, lap leaders on this being sort of important last season. Martin Truex Jr. We'll get into that more. 172 laps led out of the uh, 301. Uh, and, and then on this track, also for Foxwoods, of course, this was the Foxwood 301. 66 laps for Kevin Harvick. Not a bad day there in 2021. 2020, 184 laps for Brad Keselowski. Sensing a pattern here uh, as far as laps led. 113 for Denny Hamlin in 2019. So, there's a possibility for somebody to jump up and lead a lot of this race. So identifying those lap leaders is crucial. So hopefully we can give you some of those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be going to be key to get the, uh, the actual winner um, of our, the actual guy who leads a lot of laps rather. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen, as we always do, let's start you off with a low-priced low driver. I, I'm going to go on record as saying it is balls hot here in California now. It is getting to the point where now it is hot. So if if my speech gets a little impaired, it's because my, my mouth is trying to fight through all of this hot air. <laughs> I want to clear something up real quick because uh, we had this discussion the other day. We went out school shopping this evening with my daughter can't believe the summer's almost over it's only a month till school we got our list so we went out shopping so i was looking because we talked yesterday or or whatever day whatever day we talked about crayon and how i didn't think crayon was an actual like brand name right i thought it was just crayons and like crayola was so i'm looking and i'm like there's no crayons here anywhere so uh this is actually the crayon 301 but it's not like crayola crayons it's uh, crayon software experts, a cloud-based digital IT company. So I wanted to give them a shout out because this has nothing to do with actual crayons, even though I thought that it had something to do with crayons. So I wasn't crazy thinking that crayon was not an actual brand name because it's not. But yeah, I just I was so I was I was trying to finish reading that because I had 
remembered to look it up as you were talking and i'm like what is the actual sponsor of this race and it has nothing to do with actual like crayons <laughs> you would think you would think that they would try to make a better well, way to differentiate all, I mean, themselves quaker stayed at walmart by you know pennzoil like whatever the hell sponsor like you would think it would be the crayon it specialist 301 or something not just the crayon three like Nobody knows what the hell Crayon is other than crayons. So you think it'd be the Crayon Software Experts 301. But I wanted to give them a shout out anyways because, you know, they're shelling out that sponsorship money. And, and now you know. And if you need a software-based IT solution, check out Crayon. <laughs> Must be a New Hampshire thing. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Anyways, back to the DFS part of things. <laughs> <laughs> Laps lead is going to be key this weekend. Obviously, finishing position is always important. Place differential as well. But laps led, fastest laps, which are probably going to be one and the same for the most part. That is going to be what you are going to have to hit on. And uh, that's that's the goal as we build these DFS lineups this week. It is indeed. Uh, well, you know what? Should we just hit him with our high price drivers then? Let's do that. I think we jump right in. I'm going to go towards the top of the board here. Um, and it is very much reflective of the, the book's the locks for the books, right? We talked about this in the betting episode. It's JGR heavy. It's Toyota heavy. Um, and we didn't give these stats out, but I thought they were interesting. The last time a Chevrolet won a Cup Series race here, 2016, the Stuart Haas Racing Chevrolet of Kevin Harvick. Obviously, they're not even a Chevrolet team anymore. Prior to that, Casey Kane for Hendrick in 2012 was the last time Chevrolet won at this track. So not a Chevrolet track in general. So we'll see, obviously, if that changes this week. But much like the odds, it's Christopher Bell at the top of the board this week at 11,200. Martin Trex Jr. at 11,000. Denny Hamlin at 10.9. Then Kyle Larson at 10.6. Big discount for where he used most weeks, right? So kind of a very much reflection as far as how the odds are set, how the DFS salaries are set here on DraftKings. Um, so I am going to go right towards near the top of the board. Martin Trex Jr. Talked about him on the betting episode how much I absolutely love him this week, how good he has been here in the past. $11,000 worth it. I'm going to pay up. I, too, anticipate this being a JGR Toyota race for the most part, and um, I anticipate Martin Trex Jr. being very, very good in this race. Seven of the last eight races here, he's finished inside of the top seven. He was 12th in 2021, being the one of those eight that he did not finish inside the top seven. That was the one where he had the rain incident early. Got spun out. He recovered for a 12th place finish. Solid, solid day. Last year, led 172 laps. I believe he won both stages. Ended up making a bad pit strategy call at the end. That's what cost him getting the actual win. But leading 172 of 301 laps is a nice, solid payday for you. Other years when he has led at this track, 83 laps, 112 laps, 137 laps, 141 laps, 123 laps. He is very good here. When he gets out front, he stays out front, and he knows his way around this place. Um, he's won the Clash earlier this season, third place at Martinsville, um, and then before Atlanta and Chicago the last two weeks, again, wildcard races, had four straight top five finishes, with, including that win at Sonoma, where we cashed our 35-1 to one winner, second place at Nashville as well. It's been a very, very good season for Martin Truex. He has been very fast. Now we're coming to a track where he's been good before. He's been fast before. JGR's clicking. He's clicking. Everything is pointing up for Martin Truex. He is my favorite of all the drivers this weekend. Uh, I am very, very heavily invested in Martin Truex in many different markets. 
and DFS is one of those. And again, it's Martin Truex Jr., uh, uh, just a full turn from last season, and we're seeing a much different guy and a much different driver back to that spry self that he used to be back in the day, and I, for one, am for it. A good Martin Truex Jr. is not bad for NASCAR. Speaking of another good driver, my guy, Kyle Busch. Going to give you Kyle Busch at $10,400 on this weekend. Just right to it, Kyle Busch on this track has led 1,134 total laps in his career. That's fantastic. Uh, The last substantial laps that he let, now, of course, obviously, most of those were in that 18 car uh, because that was a JGR car. So Cody nailed it. Obviously, JGR has been good on this track. So obviously, Kyle Busch has been good on this track. Uh, 118 laps he led in 2019, 187 he led in 2017 when he started on the pole and won this race as well. Uh, three bad years in a row, a couple of crashes for Kyle, and then a 12th place finish last season to finish out his uh, JGR career. But this season, Kyle Busch has three wins. He has led 226 laps. Now, granted, um, 121 of those came in Gateway. And we talked about comparable tracks to this. Obviously, Gateway, not necessarily exactly a mile, but it's also not a mile and a half. It's right there kind of in between where it's 1.25. So it's a it's a semi-comparable track. Obviously, nothing is as comparable to New Hampshire as New Hampshire. But uh, I will say that if anybody's capable of doing good things it is Kyle Busch, and on this track, he has had several years' worth of success. Yes, in a JGR car, but he's been able to take this children's car across the finish line first three times this season, which is pretty impressive given it's his first year in it, right? He's locked into the playoffs. He can just go for broke on this one and try to go for the win. Um, and and look, his last few finishes have actually not been bad, right? First at Gateway, second at Sonoma, ninth at Nashville, fifth at Chicago, fifth in Atlanta. Even go back before that, Charlotte sixth, Darlington seventh. So solid finishes all the way around. DFS purposes, all you need him to do is is finish up there in the front. Hopefully lead some laps along the way. Um, and if he's one of those lucky guys that can you know, uh, qualify up there and stay up there and lead laps, all the better for you. He's a, he's a step down at uh, 10-4. For you and it's again I think it's a worth the risk worth the price to, to put him up there last few weeks for him 59 points last week 52 the week before 55 the week before that 59 105 he's got you pretty consistently uh 50 to 60 points in DFS so Kyle Bush good play this week yeah and I think he'll probably be a little bit underrated because you've got the three JGR guys up there you've got Larson up there right below Bush is Chase Elliott right below him is William Byron and then Kevin Harvick, all going to be popular plays. I think that's going to leave Bush a little bit uh, less rostered up there at the 10-4 range. Um, so I do think it's a good play. Again, great track history here in Toyotas at JGR. So we'll see the transition over to Chevy. But obviously, he's been having a pretty good season so far with his three wins, three different styles of tracks. Been very successful most places. Um, I, I'm not as big on him this week as, as I, I know you are and a few other people in the industry are, uh, but I do still think he is a good play. Indeed. You know what else is good? Playing on Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB, NFL, and NASCAR season player props and race player props on this. Spoiler alert. 
you may just find yourself hearing some of those in an episode this week. I'm just saying. So many ways to play and win on, on uh, over on Underdog. Underdog is available in so many states. Go head over now to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Pretty excited, though, about that uh, that special yeah. episode. Now that Underdog has NASCAR on there, oh, buddy. I thought I was on Underdog a lot for uh, best ball fantasy football. I'm excited. And there's some pretty juicy lines, too. But, oh, uh, yeah, God, like you said, yes. uh, some stuff might be covered on uh, Friday's bonus show. So you'll have to come back for that one for sure. May have to be uh, part mid-tier of our, driver yeah. up next, Rod. Yes, mid-tier drivers. Let's do it. Okay. One of these things, not like the others I mentioned. Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, all at the very top of the board, all north of $10,500. They have another teammate in this race, Rod. And you have to scroll down, and you have to scroll down, and you have to scroll down. And Mr. Tyrone Gibbs finds himself at 7600 down here, way below where he probably should be. And you know how much I love me some Ty Gibbs, how much I love to play Ty Gibbs. I'm going to do it again this week. Again. This is a JGR track. This is a Toyota track. The team has been good here. Gibbs has only been here one time himself. It was last season in the Xfinity Series race where he led 49 laps before he ended up getting in a wreck and not having a great finish. But as good as this team has been, as good as we expect all three of his teammates to be, again, the three highest-priced DFS drivers, the three odds-on favorites to win this race, I don't expect Gibbs, obviously, to be up there necessarily that good just yet. A couple of years from now, he will be, of course. We know that. But um, for where he is at, as solid as we've seen so many of his finishes be this year, he's just a guy that continues to make it to the end of these races, staying out of trouble, minding his own business, crossing his T's, dotting his I's, and getting good results at only 7,600. And he offers the upside of being able to do even better, of getting that top 10, of getting in the top five, maybe even. I wouldn't be super shocked to see it. So Ty Gibbs, 7,600. He's uh, one of my favorite plays on the board this week. You know, and for Ty Gibbs, I wonder what next season's going to bring. I know that we all, you know, we talk about this season, but I wonder what next season's going to bring. I wonder what we're going to be talking about next season when it comes to his price, when it comes to his potential, because he's starting yeah. to he's starting to realize, and I think you're right, this price is one that you got to jump on, especially for a JGR car this low. At, at this time next year, we're going to look back and be like, can you believe the day? We've got to play Gibbs at 76. It's coming. I mean, his talent, we all know what it is. It's it's already started to click, right? He's got a full, almost a full season. Actually, I believe next week at Pocono will be his year anniversary of getting in for Kurt Busch of that car. So he'll have a full season under his belt. By the time we start next year, he's going to be a year and a half into this thing. Once that talent matches up to the experience, oh, buddy, watch out. It's uh, it's going to be something to, to witness. But for now... Continues to be a good, solid mid-tier guy, even kind of on the lower end of the mid-tier. That that is a very, very solid play down in this range. And um, you know, at seventy-six hundred, there's some other guys around here in this in this area that I like. But you know, he's only two hundred cheaper than an Alex Bowman, who's not done anything for anyone here lately. I don't believe he's had a top ten finish since before he was injured. Um, and and some other guys in this area that it's you know there's some question marks. Chase Briscoe, sixty-nine hundred, nice. Of course, I. I considered him after talking up on him a lot uh, in in Tuesday's episode of, of the Cup Series picks, but uh, yeah, Ty Gibbs seventy six hundred 
too good to pass up in this range. Yeah, you didn't want to take another shower after talking about Briscoe. I, I get it. I understand. I, I get. Man, it. I talked about him and I wrote him up in my article Ooh. this week. That was that was enough uh, Briscoe talk to get me until probably Phoenix later this year. Did the bris did the pad like hurt was, when you were oh, scratching man. yourself with it? Because yeah, I, I took a few showers after all ugh. of that because it just felt gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so my next driver go right down below him at seventy five hundred dollars, and that is one Daniel Suarez. Uh, talked a little about him in the betting episode this is basically just one of those dfs plays that i am hoping for in in a tournament play because i'm not necessarily trusting him in a cash game i believe that daniel suarez has the upside of a second place that he got last week in atlanta but he's also got the potential to finish in 26th like he did here in 2020 or 20 20th um but at least the day or, or last year or two years ago rather in 2021 when he finished 20th he started 31st so um you know, there, there was some points to be had there. But last year, too, here in this race, he started 19th and finished 9th. So a good DFS day, at least for Daniel Suarez there, uh, for finishing position and some place differential. Uh, but what I will say about Daniel Suarez is, like I said, the upside of him is finishing second. I know it was a super speedway. I know it was Atlanta. But, boy, did he have a hell of a day. He started 26th finish second in that race. That was good for 68 points overall in fantasy. Of course, like I said, then it comes with the potential of losing you seven like he did the week before in Chicago. But then 31 points for Daniel Suarez uh, the week before that. So, you know, in Nashville, it's 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 really a roller coaster ride. And again, this is a not one that I'm going to put in cash games because I don't think that uh, you're going to get a good floor with him. But if he hits his ceiling, then I'm all for it because Daniel Suarez at his ceiling is going to give you uh, at least, what, 57 points like he did in the Daytona 500, and at $7,200 or $7,800 or $500 this week, like his 68 points that he gave you last week at $7,200, that's a hell of a day. And uh, even if he gets you, like I said, 55 or, or 54 points or somewhere in that range, I'm going to take that because that's still really good value on Daniel Suarez. That track house team was on fire, right? They won two in a row. Chastain was running well. Suarez finished second. I keep going back to that because it's true. Finished second last week. This track house team has got some momentum rolling with it. Again, I'm not expecting him to finish, you know, in the top three again this week. But I'll take a nice solid top five, maybe even a solid top ten effort out of Suarez, especially if he starts somewhere in the 20s again and, and doesn't have a good qualifying effort but manages to outlast and sort of find his way up to the front and be fast enough to do that. So like I said, I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to take that swing at $7,500 for young Daniel Suarez as my mid-tier driver. Yeah, I like it. Uh, again, it's, man, Trackhouse has been on fire lately. Two first-place finishes in a row with two different drivers. Then their third different driver gets a second-place finish at Atlanta last week, that being Daniel Suarez, of course. Um, but yeah, they've they've definitely got a lot of positive momentum. Get the big, huge Anheuser-Busch announcement this week for them. Everything is going well over in that camp. And Suarez, one of those drivers right there on the uh, the playoff bubble, right? So he needs to have a good, solid points day, get a good, solid run. I think they're going to continue to focus on that, and I think that Suarez will be a good play this week as well. So I know it's just for Chastain, but do you think they would give uh, Suarez any sort of uh, just a, a throw in there one race and put him in some sort of uh, Anheuser-Busch type of a car. I, like I said, I know it's just for Suarez, but... 
Yeah, I mean, you've seen them share sponsors, though, at Trackhouse. Like, I think Jockey's been on both of their cars. Um, I think that even, uh, what is it, Tootsie's, is that oh, the, yeah. mm-hmm. the one? I think it's been on both. Um, and we've seen it with Anheuser-Busch before, right, where uh, the 4 and the 14 in the Stuart Haas camp would both have them. Um, I mean, Suarez is, is a Coca-Cola driver, so obviously he's already got his, his quote-unquote beverage, but, uh, you know, Coke and bush aren't really competing too much um so i think you would see some crossover there but i would imagine that you know if daniel when if and when daniel wins again they're gonna have bush light in there for celebration along with the coca-cola i guess too but uh yeah i i think there will be some crossover and again any money coming into the team helps both programs it's not like they have the anheuser-busch money marked only for the one car or anything like that so i think in an overall sense it's uh it's all good for the program and and I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, I, I know it's like races like Kansas and stuff where it's big bush like country. That's where we're, you know, Boyer and Harvick would both run the, the 14 bush car and stuff like that. So I think that you probably will see some crossover there. All I'm saying is Modelo's missing out. That's that's I'll leave it right. <laughs> I there. mean, geez. Yeah. Modelo Corona, like, come on. You got a, a Mexican dr- born driver in the series. What are you doing? I'll get on the horn. I'll get on the horn, and we can see if we can put that on Daniel's. Uh, I mean, Daniel's hood yeah, sooner rather than later. Yeah, and hey, they're fifty-one percent owned by Budweiser, technically, or whatever Anheuser Busch. Uh, it's. I mean, the partnership already kind of you know sets itself up there. So who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe they'll see some cross promotion there, right? I know where my next tweet's going. I'm saying exactly. Yeah, geez, Rod's over here uh, just just figuring out deals for guys. I'll take it. <laughs> Give me just a little bit of that commission. I don't even care at this point. That's, yeah, just a, just a little little slice, little right? Slice, little <laughs> slice. When that happens, just just call me up. But um, all right. Speaking of fine alcoholic beverages, there's a show wrapped around one of those. We're going to introduce it to you. Ooh. Right? Oh wow! Now Your Rod's professionalism just <laughs> gets me every time. He's so good at this. Uh, well, I'm going to turn the table over to my buddies, uh, Justin and Miranda. They're going to tell you about their show here on the SGPN Network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the market. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. I was not much of an old-fashioned person a while back, but uh, this show really got me involved in wanting to try them. And so I have done myself the favor now of wherever I go, one of the first drinks I'll order is an old-fashioned just to see the differences. So it's uh, thank you, Justin and, and Miranda, for opening my eyes to a whole different world of getting drunk. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I mean, you can't really uh, – can't can't uh... – you know, fault you too much for that. That's uh, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah, and and listen, in my journeys, it's been uh, it's been eye opening. There are people that definitely make them a lot different than others. So, uh, man, there's yeah. just man, that's the whiskey market. Something that's exploding, like, and they've talked about so many different brands and and you know, tried different styles and and everything. And and it's not it's not all just whiskey. Like, it's different. They all have different flavors and hues and you know, ages. And uh, there's a million different ways to do it much like any other alcohol at this point in time. But uh, yeah, it is, it's pretty entertaining. And, 
and they'll go into you know Miranda's always got her history of of the distillery and how it got started or where the recipe came from and all that stuff. So it's you're not only getting all the fantasy football knowledge, the auction part of stuff mixed in there, uh, but you're getting a, a history and background on on whiskey too, which is pretty damn entertaining and exciting. Hey, from somebody who listens to ton of history podcasts, I love it just for that. Same. And, yep. and of course, all these whiskeys have different price points, right? They've got high, they've got mid tier, yeah. and they've got low priced. So, what are our low priced whiskey drivers? For the people What's that our, don't uh, necessarily <laughs> want to have the top shelf stuff, they're happy with the well. This yeah, is our well. What's our drivers. well whiskey of the of the week, right? <laughs> well, my uh, my well whiskey of the week, Mister Todd Gilland himself, only forty eight hundred dollars, getting a nice discount on on him. I mean, looking back all the way back to Coda, he's not been under five thousand dollars at all. I don't know why they've dropped his price down so much this week. 4,800, he's averaging 27.2 points per fantasy points per game, per race rather, but that's better than his teammate Michael McDowell. <clears throat> Excuse me. Better than his teammate Michael McDowell. That's even better than Ty Gibbs, which is insane to think about, but Todd Gilland has been delivering results. He's not even been in a front row car for all those races. He's been in a Rick Ware car in a couple of races, but continues to get results. Does not get you negative points very often. A couple weeks ago at Nashville, he did check in at minus two points. But the last couple weeks at Atlanta and Chicago, 21.8 points, 30 points. Um, then, like I said, Nashville was a little rough. You go back to Sonoma, he had 26.9. Gateway, a flatter track rod, 41 points. He started 28th that day, finished in 15th. Um, you go back and just look through his history here. He has got some really good finishes. Darlington, a tough track. He finished 11th. Even a place like Kansas, he finished 24th. Um, you go back, he's got 25th place finish, a 10th place, a 25th, an 8th place finish at Bristol Dirt, 15th back at Richmond, uh, 10th place back at Coda. Like, he is just continuing to deliver solid results. He's got four top 10s on the season, and you don't even need him to get you that good of finishes because he's only 4,800. He's got that upside. He can get in the top 15, even the top 20 and get you solid weeks, most weeks. He has continued and continued to impress me week after week. Um, and uh, Todd Gillen is a guy that you can put in your lineup. You can feel safe and secure about it. Um, I think you're probably going to have a lot of people playing the uh, Ryan Newmans this week, the Cole Custers this week, because those are bigger names, right? Former former Stuart Haas drivers and Penske driver and all that. Um, but they're in those Rick Ware cars, which you don't expect to do as well on a track like this. Gilliland front row, of course, we know isn't a Hendrick or a Gibbs by any means, but they're also not a Rick Ware, right? They're definitely a step up from that. They continue to bring good cars for both him and McDowell week to week. Should not be this cheap. Makes it easy as a quote-unquote punt play where you're not really punting because he still has a very solid upside and continues to get solid points week in and week out. 4,800, my uh, well whiskey of the week, Todd Gilliland. Not a bad well whiskey to have, you know, and, and really for Todd Gilliland's purposes, we definitely know that he is, you know, he's just one of those guys where you don't want him to lose you points. And like you said, he doesn't lose you points. Guys this low, that's all you're wanting. You're all, you're just wanting them to be able to hold serve and to, to just figure out that they can at least keep you where you're at. So uh, definitely love me some Todd Gilliland. Uh, all right. I will turn my attention to Justin Haley. 
in the number 31 car. Justin Haley this week is a nice little $5,800. And, and really, the reason is this. He's $5,800. You probably wouldn't expect him to be $5,800. His price is a little inflated given the fact that he has uh, finished in the si- inside the top 10 in the last two races. In fact, he finished second at Chicago, but we all know that was shortened and, you know, we all know the story around that, but he did finish eighth in Atlanta and he was running up around the front. He actually earned his spot there. Uh, but really the fact that Justin Haley is 15th overall in fantasy points per race, that is impressive in and of itself. He's averaging about 31.2 fantasy points per race. And again, even if you carried that out to uh, about what his uh, 5,800, if you ran it up to 6,000, that'd still be close to uh, five over five times his price as far as what he's getting you back. So I, I, I'm just with Justin Haley, you're either going to get 47, 84 or zero. <laughs> but again, he really hasn't lost you any points this season at all. In fact, uh, go back before his zero where he started third in the uh, Ally 400 over there in uh, uh, in Nashville. He started third, finished 23rd. So not a good day for him there. Didn't get you any points. But before that, uh, 24 in Sonoma, 20 or 34 at Gateway, 29 in the uh, in the Coke 600 over there in uh, in Charlotte. So you know he's gotten you some decent solid finishes all the way across. In fact, uh, the the 50 points that he got you in Darlington was a fantastic day for Justin Haley. Started 22nd, finished eighth that day. Uh, Kansas started 30th finished 18th not a bad day for him there he got you 38 points in that race as well um so like i said he doesn't lose you points very often bristol dirt 25 uh he started 25th finished 6th got you 57 points that day good solid outings for justin haley he's just a guy that you can plug into your fantasy lineups and basically know that his floor is decent and his ceiling is amazing so uh, I, I wouldn't even be afraid to play him in any cash games this week, just given the fact that I know I'm going to get points out of him, which some of these other drivers down here in this area, I can't necessarily say that I, I have that same sort of confidence in that uh, in that scenario. So give me Haley at $5,800, and, uh, and I won't look back. Yeah, no, I think he's a great play. Momentum's on his side. He's been performing well lately. Almendinger, who, you know, was... We were kicking him earlier this summer. Like, is he still alive? Like, we weren't sure, but he's been picking it up. They've got forward momentum at Colleg as well. Things have been looking really good for that program. Um, and yeah, they just continue to perform well. And I think that that Haley's a, g- a good play here as well. Indeed. Uh, all right. Did you plug all of our guys into the lineup? Do they all fit? They all fit easily. You got 2,900 left over, so you can definitely make some different swings in some different plays here as well. But I think we've got a pretty nice, solid lineup here. Obviously, we don't know the starting lineup yet, so some things could change. But uh, yeah, I feel like these are, are all good drivers to uh, start the base and, and use in different different scenarios throughout your DFS building process this week. All right, well, open your DFS apps up and get ready. We're about to go over the drivers for you. Cody started you out with Martin Truex at $1,100. I gave you Kyle Busch at $10,400. Cody took a step down to Ty Gibbs at $7,600. And I went with Daniel Suarez at $7,500. Cody said, finish your lineup up with Todd Gilliland at $4,800. And I said, you can add Justin Haley at $5,800 to go with it. So, 
That is your DFS uh, picks. And, and of course, you can use all those in a lineup if you want. Get creative and, and uh, make your own. And uh, have some fun with this magic mile over there in Loudoun, New Hampshire, for uh, what is probably going to be, hopefully, Sunday's not wet and rainy. We're just going to hope for that, I hope. Yeah, we're going to hope for that, Rod. That's... Uh... That's the key. We're going to do a lot of hoping. Yeah, yeah. I'm lighting <laughs> candles. Like, what, what are we it's, lighting candles for? Sheldon yeah, Creed's Sheldon curse? Creed. Sheldon Creed and the weather. Those are the two <laughs> things that are getting our, our candles, candle offerings to the, the racing gods this weekend. Because, yeah, again, the weather, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. We talked about it again on Tuesday in the, in the Cup Series show as well. They do have that wet weather package. They won't race in heavy rain or anything like that, but... Uh, if the track is wet, if there's not lightning, of course, that's always the key. But uh, might see might see some sprinkle tires this week. So we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. And we will. And you'll see, too. And we'll let you go do it so you can build your DFS lineups. Coming back tomorrow with a fun episode. This is going to be fun. I can't wait. We haven't done one of these before. It is, of course, our underdog pick'em picks. And we're going to yeah. share them with you. And we're going to play alongside. I've already got mine locked in, so I can't wait to... Uh, to bust out what I chose for you guys. Yeah, same here. I've, I've picked mine, and it was, man, they've, they've got some good lines over there where I think we could take good advantage, build some some basically parlays of finishing positions is almost what it amounts to. So going to be a lot of fun. Might have to uh, cook up a big parlay for the weekend as well. So uh, tune back into that. Maybe we'll throw some NASCAR, some IndyCar on there together. And uh, yeah, it'll be, be a good time to to finish out the week on a, on a fun Friday. It will be. Uh, all right. Then in the meantime, as we get them ready for fun Friday, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Got a ton of articles out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Share everything over there. Check out the F1 gambling podcast this week as well. It turned into the F1 slash IndyCar gambling podcast for the week. Recapped uh, the British GP. Talked about Daniel Ricardo being back in the seat for the rest of the season. And uh, previewed Toronto there for the uh, for the IndyCar race and, and gave out some of our best bets. And, uh, man, I, f- I feel like it's going to be a good week over there as well. It's been a good week already, and it's going to continue to be a good week. So follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here. Check out In Between Media. Set that a roll solo this week, but uh, he definitely held it down very well. So check that out on YouTube. I'm making my video debut for, for frequency's sake because why the hell not? I'm going to have a parlay party over there so check that out i'll post that on twitter you can have fun follow me along there as well back tomorrow underdog pick em picks it'll be the first time we do it probably won't be the last so we'll see you then till next time let's go racing and let it ride